We're at another co-talk on the road, this time with Stan Stadelman. Hey. Stan, thank you for joining me in Barcelona. I'm grabbing a few minutes of your precious time on the last day. But um, we've got the, the app space for iOS behind us and I thought it'd be a great time to grab you because we had a, another release of the SDK go out a few days ago. We did, we released 4.0 last week. Um, support for iOS 13, dark mode, some new Fiori components. Okay. Um, a really interesting OData feature, um, support for function imports offline. Okay. Um, for non-returning, function imports you know, are effectively uh, undefined in terms of their interaction on the database. Um, but we've added a capability to queue them um, so they can be replayed to an OData backend when you regain connectivity and do a synchronization. Um, and, uh, and also, kind of one of our big themes for Barcelona here is machine learning uh, and CoreML, uh, which is the CoreML is the native iOS machine learning on device framework. Um, We've added a capability to mobile services to download uh, ML model files to the device um, with the intention of supporting retraining pipelines. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so the big use case that we've heard here all week has been, uh, and in Vegas also, uh, has been parts recognition. So you're on the job site, you have a valve, you have some connection, some fitting, um, and you need to be able to identify it so that you can either get specifications or you need to be able to identify common and compatible parts. Um, or you, you have an OEM part and need to be able to recover the original. Um, and so here you've got an image classifier, which is represented by the ML model. So you can be offline, run the identification locally, um, and then gather actually a photo observation from the production environment, send it back to either your S3 bucket or you know, wherever you're storing your observations, retrain the model by adding that to your pool, produce a new model file, and then distribute that back to your application via mobile services without redistributing the binary. Um, so this type of round-trip pipeline, mm -hmm. I think, is something that we'll see um, really improving over the next couple of years, and I think a lot of customers are looking at this uh, from a starting point right now. So I'm going to put you on the spot a bit. You know, I don't know whether this question is going to go totally wrong or not, but we'll try. If, if, if there's no editing, then Stan knows the answer to this. Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously with, with CoreML, you know, Apple have a framework, we have uh, machine, we have like Leonardo, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. So how, do, how does their model and our model coexist? Absolutely, so, so Leonardo is a machine learning environment, and so there you have actually the training environment. So you have the training process where you have TensorFlow or PyTorch or whatever your kind of standard open source Python training uh, procedure is going to be. Um, and that's going to export a model of some format based on your architecture. Okay. So uh, Leonardo has a standard image classification service which is using the Inception 3, um, could be ResNet 50, could be, could be a few others. Um, and so there are open source scripts for then transforming that model uh, into an ML model. So uh, it effectively reduces the model complexity into something that's compatible on device and is compatible with uh, the on-device GPU, et cetera. Okay. Um, 
So the, the ML model is the iOS compatible artifact. And so that's actually the file binary that we distribute um, to the device. That's pretty good. I don't have to do any editing there. Uh, going back to the iOS 13 side, so dark mode. So the, the Fiori for iOS guys have made that all compatible, so there's going to be no weird, uh, freaky looking screens, we hope. <laughs> we hope. Um, yes, we are supporting it. And when one of the things, uh, obviously, you know, whenever we, we see some of the iOS releases, we, we see Xcode releases as well. Yeah. Are we now in the state that you know, we can we can support those Xcode releases a little bit easier? Or is that still a little bit way in the future? So we think that this is the first version, uh, both uh, Xcode 11 on their side mm -hmm. and uh, the SAP Cloudflare Perform SDK for iOS 4.0. Mm -hmm where we should have both binary interface, ABI, and module stability across Xcode compiler versions, Swift okay. compiler versions. So we believe that uh, this version of the binary should be compatible with future versions of Xcode. Okay, which is good. Right, so actually another thing that's come along uh, in the last few days is the release of macOS Catalina. Yeah. And that brings in something called Catalyst. So SAP uh, Conquer Tripit yeah. is GA on the Mac App Store oh, wow. already. Oh, excellent. Um, okay. I think the PR went out at the beginning of the week. Um, That's good. And here at Barcelona TechEd, uh, we have the SAP Mentor for iOS running in beta on Catalina, okay. uh, which is terrifically exciting because as a developer, the, the uh, Mentor gives you live UI components that you can configure and modify and then export the code snippets that are backing the live components. And when it was running on the iPad, you would need to use AirDrop. Mm -hmm. Which is always good. I mean, we use that in, in a few of our WWDC code jams and it always worked well, which was good. Sure, but I mean, now we get copy, copy drag and drop copy paste, which is yeah. fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So how, what are we doing with the sort of the, the catalyst side with the SDK? So, um, so we do plan to support it. I mean, obviously, since we're in beta here on the uh, on the mentor, yeah, um, it's it's, uh, it's, it's in it, process. It's, in, it's a work in progress. So that's good. So guys, keep an eye on that because I'm sure that when that does come out, I'm going to grab Stan again, and he'll he'll be back in the states, and we'll talk again online, Stan. Great. But thanks for joining me here. Thanks for having me.